The Last Word on Sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. So let's go to the topic that has been getting GA people exercised all weekend. Where did you see the Cork and Tipperary game in the hurling, the Munster Hurling Championship last Sunday evening? Well, Saturday evening. You'd have seen it if you have GAA Go, but how many people do have GAA Go? It wasn't on RT television. Instead, there was rugby on. Alan Milton is with us, GAA Director of Communications. Do we have any idea, Alan, as to how many people actually did see the Cork Tipperary game last Saturday evening? We don't, Matt. We don't. Those figures, uh, I'd imagine at the end of the year, there'll be there'll be a review done of the total viewer figures but at this moment in time uh, those figures are still being tallied and even if we had the final figures I can't imagine they'd be put in the public domain at this moment and that that's regular enough with, with, um, with streaming uh, entities Okay and can you tell us how many GA Go subscribers there are? No it falls under the same approach Matt but all I can tell you is that it's performing very very well and it's, it's more than met its targets to date so I'm very happy with with, uh, with the engagement it's getting so far, notwithstanding some of the issues that I'm sure you're going to ask me about. Yeah, well, how many championship games are there this year across hurling and football and how many of them are being televised on RTE? Uh, RTE have 31 games, Matt, uh, which will be free to air, which is pretty much maxing out all the free to air terrestrial slots uh, for, ch- for championship games. Thereafter, there will be 39 games, uh, which is which has increased from um, 14 that Sky would have had. So um, none of the additional games are at the expense of free-to-air. So that brings it to a, a tally of about 180 games available free-to-air in a calendar year, 82% of which are free-to-air. So the idea... Sorry, the some of those other games obviously have been league games and club games yes, as and well. Yes, and club games, exactly, and, and some third-level games as well. Okay, but when it comes to the championship... I suppose things are a little bit different, aren't they, in that we now have a new Gaelic football structure which has more games and you have a very compressed season, which means that there's an awful lot of games won't be seen by people. Well, hence the reason for, for GA Go, Matt, because there was no interest from any other terrestrial broadcaster. Uh, and while I can't speak for RT, I'm sure they can speak for themselves, um, I think it's fair to assume that they don't have any more slots. Um, not only do they have to balance their airtime with other sporting events, but indeed non-sporting broadcasts as well. So um, the reason GA Go is, is handy is that we can schedule games to go up against each other because they're not competing with other broadcasters, broadcasts, which in the industry was, was frowned upon. So there's far more flexibility in the offering. Um, I do take on board there are issues with broadband in certain parts of the country and of course there are issues with uh, certain members of, of society and indeed certain GA members who are not familiar with the technology and there are definitely challenges and, and um, areas that we can work on. But explain the technology to us and how it works. Well you set up an account uh, with GA Go um, and the pass is, I think most people would accept is, is fantastic value. It's for €79, Euros, it's 39 games potentially and there was an early board as well. And once you have the pass, uh, you can then access it online anywhere that is broadband, either using the app or or by logging in through a browser. Uh, thereafter, people have a choice whether they watch it on a handheld device or indeed a laptop or an iPad, or they can stream it or mirror to a larger screen in their house, um, which, depending on your familiarity with technology, has proven 
successful for people in, in terms of the, the quality of the broadcast and the, the quality of the picture. Yeah, the familiarity with technology has been highlighted by some people as an issue particularly. And I don't want to be patronising as I think some mm. people are saying that old people don't get the technology because an awful lot of older people that I know do. But is there still an issue that it is a little bit too much for some people to understand? Like anything new, Matt, I think there's definitely an acclimatisation. People have to get used to it. And like you, I don't want to patronise anybody either. There, uh, there are people of my vintage and younger, Matt, who might be familiar with it. So I'm not sure that this is this is all about age. But two things we tried to do to help alleviate this. Uh, we gave discounted passes to our GA clubs for €150 Euros in the hope that people who can't access it at home would be comfortable going to their local GA club. And secondly, we issued free passes to care facilities and nursing homes for people who might be immobile or, or people who might be in residential settings like that. So uh, I don't think there's a silver bullet whereby we'll be able to address the challenges or the observations of, of everybody who'd like to access that might be having difficulty. I would like to think that people in, in lots of situations might have relatives or friends who could be able to assist um, but the long and the short of it, Matt, is if that game wasn't on GA Go on Saturday night, it wouldn't have been available anywhere. Um, and there were two provincial games broadcast live, provincial finals on, on Sunday afternoon. So there will be a glut of uh, Munster and indeed Leinster and indeed All-Ireland Series hurling on free to air in the weeks ahead. Um, it just so happened that in the weekend in question, we had a classic uh, in your own native county that uh, lots of people would like to have, have seen on free to air, but simply wasn't possible. I'm interested in that line that you have about the clubs having a special subscription deal. I mean, are you doing sort of efforts or are the clubs making efforts to try and make them occasions so that, for example, last Saturday night, if people couldn't see the Cork Tipperary game on television or couldn't travel to Parky Cueve, that you make, might make a night of it in the club and actually bring people into the club and make it a fundraiser for the club itself? Well, that's precisely how I watched it myself on Saturday evening, Matt, and, and I know there were lots of people that had the same view on it. Um, the, the commercial premises pass was €300, Euros and we made it available to clubs for €150. Um, we think there's a twofold approach to this. It can become a community hub for people to watch the matches in, and secondly, it may become... Um, productive for clubs to have it on because they're attracting crowds into into their premises as well so it seems to have gone down well in that regard this is still very early in, in the experiment obviously we had proof of concept twofold the first one being um the international uh, element to it and the diaspora and the success that we had there and secondly the popularity of streaming during covid obviously rocketed with 31 of our 32 counties engaged in streaming so um Look, I'm not saying that there are nothing, there are no issues for us to address. I'm sure we, there'll be learnings from this, but uh, the big thing for us is, is to see if we can continue to get it to as many people as possible wearing my communications hat. And I think it's trying to strike a balance between uh, maximising the exposure for the games and then and obviously getting a fair price for the games. They, they cost in the tens of thousands to broadcast uh, most of these uh, broad, broadcasts, so it's it's not. It's not something, it's just not feasible, the idea that you would put it out there and there wouldn't be a, be a charge. But we'd like to think that uh, this is part of the GA's journey in the direction of having more games available to more people, no matter where you are. Uh, and obviously, we do wait with bated breath for improvement in broadband, albeit that is a longer term project for the island as a whole. But what do you make of the fact that this has gone political, that you have a host of TDs around the country from all the political parties who are making an issue of it? You even have the Thonishta, Michal Martin, the leader of Fianna Fáil today, uh, saying that he believed all GA games should be available free to air. 
Well, I think it's a more nuanced conversation than that, Matt, to be honest with you. The GA is currently engaged in, in conversations around redevelopment Casement Park and Newbridge and Waterford and Dundalk. And I think we have to be real about this. Um, albeit we are an amateur organisation, volunteer-led organisation, we've got bills to pay like everybody else. And if we want to finance and we want to push the GA forward in the months and years ahead, we quite simply have to generate revenue. And one of the ways we do that... First of all, is through attendances, which are the most important part. But secondly, then, is, is for people who are uh, willing to watch the games at home who perhaps can't travel or it's just too far and it's, it's not realistic. So I'm not too sure how the GA could function if all of our games were free to wear because there simply isn't enough, uh, there aren't enough entities on the island who are, who are willing to take uh, our games and broadcast them free to air to, to audiences. So um, a GA goal has been massively successful so far. We hope it will continue in that vein. Um, but we are on a small island with limited opportunities in the broadcast space. Uh, and I think it's incumbent on us that we definitely explore every avenue, as we have here to forward GA goal and we'll continue to do so. But I suppose there also is the argument, Alan, that during COVID, when your revenues declined significantly, you received, received major financial support from the government. So maybe the government thinks there's an element of payback time here. Well, that's the first time I've heard that, Matt, that's the approach. And if it is, and we haven't heard it officially, but I'd like to think that the games that we host up and down the country every weekend also contribute handsomely to the Exchequer as well. And I'm sure that, that's a fact that's not lost on anybody either. Something else I have to ask you about, because as you already mentioned, there's an all lot of fuss saying that hurling has been put off television. But my understanding is that in a couple of weeks' time, when you start the first round of the new series of 16 in the Sam Maguire, the Gaelic football games are only going to be available on GA Go, that the RT is committed to hurling that weekend. So you have big games like Kerry and Mayo and Galway and Tyrone, which are going to be only available on GA Go. Is that the case? That is the case, Matt, and that's why I think we have to judge this in the round. I think some of the observations here to forward at the GA was trying to sideline people by putting hurling behind a paywall were wide of the mark. I think at the end of the season, people will be able to see that there are about 24 different packages and there's a bidding process that goes on. So um, I don't think you can make a judgment call at this stage, but needless to say, no matter what games you have on, there are going to be some people who would wish they were free to wear and it's simply not possible to have them all free to wear. One other thing, Alan Milton of the GA, just to finish up, you are in a situation where you're compressing the season and there's a lot of people feel that you're maybe you're playing too many games on weekends, that the season should extend, that the GA is effectively our great national summer institution for the championships and everything's going to be done and dusted by July when a lot of people loved not just the end of August, but loved the start of September. I mean, is this a fault of the compression of the season, particularly when you have many more games in the football championship? It's definitely a factor, Matt, but I think it's important that if, if you go down to the Glen or, or Black Rock and you ask club people what they think about it, and one of, one of the biggest challenges in my role for almost a decade and a half was how we allegedly rode roughshod over the club. The club now has certainty, and the club is the bedrock of the association. Like 100% of our players play for clubs, I think we should never lose sight of the fact that, albeit the inter-county game is our shop window, no one disputes that, and it's a massive driver for the GA, but I think there have been massive, massive positives, uh, albeit we all grew up going to All-Irelands in September, and it has taken a serious amount of adjustment, uh, and there have been challenges, but I think the, the club scene and how it's thrived in good weather, on good pitches all across the island, and indeed further afield, uh, has definitely meant that if there's going to be a tinkering match going forward, it might be a minor tinkering, but I don't see us ever going back to the original calendar. 
Alan Milton, Director of Communications of the GA. Thank you very much. So what do you make of all of that? 087-4100-102 gives you the last word by text or by WhatsApp and we'll read your messages and we'll also talk to Michael Foley, a GA correspondent with the Sunday Times when we come back after this break. Here's one that says, I'm at, I'm a young fella and I grew up when only the semis and the final of both codes were televised live. I just don't see what all the fuss is about, says Connor. But Michael Foley, Chief Sports Writer at the Sunday Times, everything has changed. The expectations of live TV coverage have changed. What can the GA do, do you think, to get itself out of this mess or will it do anything? Um, I don't know, will they do anything really? Um you know, I, I think they'll probably just drive on with whatever plans they have, you know. Uh, I think, you know, I mean, what I've noticed, particularly in the last 24 hours or so, is this kind of sense among a lot of GA people that, you know, it's, it almost feels like every game should be televised or something, you know. And I mean, that's just completely impossible. I mean, one of the one of the things I think that we all need to keep in mind is that the reason that these clashes are happening or these these difficulties are being encountered is because the GA moved the season. And now I'm a supporter of that. I think that was a good idea. I think the split season is a good thing, but it has condensed the season. And this is also the season where we have never had as many championship games across hurling and football. So in, in the history of the GA, so it's inevitable that stuff is going to be missed. Now, if you're looking specifically at things like Cork versus Tipperary on Saturday night, um, I mean, I, I would be of the opinion, and this is not just as a Cork person talking, I do think that Cork versus Tipperary as a hurling championship game has a particular allure for people all over the country. And I think maybe more consideration should have been given to putting that on free to air, no question about it. Um, but and, it's and previously, what was it? Was it Limerick Clare the week before? Well, Limerick Clare then was slightly different. Now, again, my own personal view would have been like if you look, you look, you look back across the the uh, the record that that Limerick have had against kind of the the Lee McCarthy teams. Clare are the ones that have consistently caused them the most problems, and I don't think people are actually fully aware of that. So that alone would have been reason. If anything was going to happen, it was probably going to be Clare going to cause Limerick problems. So that that was an option. I think I think I saw Noel Quinn make you know make the point that that was going to be on on a Sunday and it had to be switched. Yeah, because uh, of an, an event that was taking place in yeah. Limerick, they had to switch so, it. There are all so, sorts of reasons. A lot of people as well are saying that if they do go for the GA Go app, that it is difficult to use, which is putting people off and that you need a really, really good broadband connection and that there are some people who find it difficult to master streaming. Now, it's been suggested that maybe if the app was available on the Sky platform or if it was available on Virgin Media, but as it happens, does the GA have sufficiently good relationships maybe with both of those organisations are present to get the apps up working um, readily? Well, indeed, like those are questions for the GA to answer, really, I suppose. But I mean, certainly their negotiations with Sky last year kind of ran aground on the on the question of uh, how many games Sky would have uh, going forward. So things like that. I, I certainly it was something I'm sure I, I, I'm not 90% they were working on that. And I think that that was something that they were looking at going forward. Like the, the issue, obviously, this was always a question. And I mean, I live in rural Ireland. I know exactly how awful broadband is out, out in the countryside so like this was always going going to be an issue it seems though that you know people are and, and that, you know people are becoming kind of more focused on the games that are being chosen the fact that they feel like they're missing out on things and those are choices that the GA and RTE because RTE are, are, are in the GA goal business as well that then you know and the question I suppose is a question 
there's what is who is actually making the calls there. Is it the GA that are, are finding or, or choosing the games that go on GA Go? How much of a say do RTE having it? Is it healthy at all that RTE are actually involved in GA Go? So there are other issues around that. But certainly from a point of view of match choices, um, you know, you can imagine traditionally the RTE would have had to, for example, broadcast the provincial finals as they did yesterday, Even which effectively the games... meant that they couldn't broadcast Cork to Brary. Yeah, so but where was Cork? Is that because those games have been picked a long time back? Because would you have picked those games for a broadcast if you'd known who was going to be in them. And that's no disrespect to Sligo or Clare, but I suppose even no. the, the crowds that turned out for the live games, without even though they were on television, were so paltry, that would suggest that there wasn't an enormous amount of interest. And there's the well, that's, broadband that's connection for rural Ireland. Sorry, you are back. Been... Sorry, Matt, sorry. <laughs> I, but that's the... Yeah. <laughs> That's the, that's my point. That that traditionally the uh, the provincial finals are they're like list, they're listed events. So RT are nearly are practically obliged to carry them. But obviously that is changing. Like the status of provincial finals uh, has has been diminished, particularly Munster and Connacht. I was in Limerick yesterday. There was twelve and a half thousand people there. There was eleven thousand people above in Castlebar. Obviously, if you had a choice of three games in terms of public interest, Cork would trump the both of them. But that, and that and that mindset does have to change. Okay. I do agree, Michael. Right there now, is another issue. That though. mindset has not changed. There is another issue, though, from, from a point of view is that you know, and I understand what you're saying about the clubs. And Alan Milton pointed out the certainty for the clubs as to when they can arrange games for their players and for their members and the rest of it. But now that we have so many more matches, are they being played at the wrong time? In that there's an awful lot of competition between rugby. And football, the English Premier League season still been on. And an awful lot of GA people are interested in those as well. And an awful lot of sports lovers who loved watching those sports coming up and finishing April, May, and then having the summer to enjoy Gaelic games. That effectively, the GA has entered a crowded market for attention, which isn't actually going to be very good for it in the long run. Well, I think one thing that the GA probably learned over the years, you might remember back back the years when Munster were going well in the Heineken Cup, for example, there was occasions where big Munster games would have coincided with National Football League finals and things like that. And the GA would have moved matches. They would have moved entire programmes of games, for, 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 for that matter. I remember when Ireland played a Grand Slam game against England in Lansdowne Road, they moved an entire programme of league matches to clear to clear the decks for the rugby. But what, what they found over the years, and the, I, I, I've looked at this myself over the years, is that the crowds they don't it doesn't matter right it doesn't matter what the GA do in those in in, in, in those situations it never did the crowds always tanked they were always terrible so even if they move the games so what that tells me anyway is that the GA in a scenario like this when you do have the issue around club games and, and certainty and so on they had to do something to give certainty also in the intercounty side but particularly in the clubs, it didn't matter okay. when they'd have the games. If it means going back into March, April, and, and and going up against and going up against rugby games, it doesn't matter. It's not going to bother the attendances, even if they are on the same day as the Heineken. Okay, but one final one: is there not a danger that they're going to discover, as other sports have, that going behind a paywall and things like GA Go equivalents doesn't necessarily always work? For example, rugby has brought back the Heineken Cup 
onto terrestrial television free to air after years behind paywalls with Sky and BT. Uh, you have cricket and other sports overseas that now reckon that they made a mistake by putting everything behind a paywall, that you end up losing interest in the sport. That it may be that the GA has come late to this thing about selling subscriptions to watch games. Well, I think there's probably two things that. Number one, I think it comes back to what you asked me at the start. Are they going to change tack or anything like that? I would imagine that this this reaction will give them pause to think more carefully about Ah, the broadband connection. There we are. He brings it up in the middle of the discussion and we prove the point on it. All right, I think this will be something we'll be back to. The last word on sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie.